Hello, love. Welcome back to another podcast episode. I thank you for being here. I thank you for being you. I thank you for showing up for yourself and for others when they happen to need it and um, for expressing yourself. And even if you don't think you are expressing yourself, the observation of that is the most powerful, potent thing that is um, there. That, that witnessing is the most potent thing. A lot of people will come to me and like share something that's going on in their life and um they'll like beat themselves up and there's no judgment there because we all do it but i'll say you are observing the situation and that's the biggest step is the observation and taking initiative for what you're witnessing and just wanted to give some acknowledgement on that so last podcast episode i said i would talk about food trauma and it is when i talk about like what's been happening like this past um, this also might be some background noise. I'm just doing this in the kitchen that I'm staying in. <laughs> but, um, what has been happening the past few days, me eating more freely in an environment where I'm not being told what I can or cannot eat. Um, and so, yeah, so I think I talked about before that I was on, I've been off and on for the past few summers doing dieting where it wasn't like controlling but at the same time it was I was never counting calories it was just I cut out all carbs and most sugars and um you know when I first did that my body felt great but when when you're around friends you don't want to have to say like oh I can't eat this or I can't eat that because sometimes they can be hard on whoever's buying food or if you don't have a whole lot of money or it's just sometimes awkward that's what I find like because you're trying to find snacks you both can eat and you're like I can't eat a b c and d and they're like well well I don't want to eat a b c or d and so if you can you know not be as I guess picky like if you need to take up space please take up space because there's some times where I'm just like yeah I'm not going to eat like a pack of Oreos me personally I will not eat Oreos or Doritos or Cheetos but like if my friend is I'm like okay you can buy that but I'm gonna buy something else and um you know things like that so that was like the first thing is observing the dieting that I did do and then I thought that that was the contributing to like in the summers I get a lot more like lean and toned and I have so much energy and everybody does because in summer we all bloom that's that's nature's state and so as I say this I'm kind of like losing thought which is really really interesting I think I just have a lot in my mind as I make this podcast episode but at the same time I really want to make it because I kept just thinking about making an episode so with the observation of what I was eating um and then one summer I didn't eat like that but I did I was very active I was out doing stuff all the time but I didn't condemn myself to what I had to eat even though my family was like you should eat this way I was like no you know what when I want to eat something that I my inner child might want to eat, I'm going to eat it, even though there might be like some criticism. So I began eating that way this summer, not this past summer, but the summer beforehand. And uh, I felt great still. Like I had lots of energy, um, but I was also transitioning to veganism and vegetarianism. And then I was like vegan vegetarian for uh six to seven months I think I say like a year whenever I talk about it because it felt really long but I thought that was my most sustainable and ethical way of like contributing to the earth is just eating plants but then I realized that a lot of the plants that I was getting 
was from the store and this bit of pesticide so then I was losing all my nutrients a b I wasn't taking any b12 and if you don't eat meat and um you're not taking supplements I've heard stories of having to get like b12 butt shots and stuff because when you don't have nutrients and you get so depleted you have to get like injections of vitamins and for me I was like oh heck no like I'm a person that doesn't like needles very much so I was like I need to educate myself on that I was talking to my mom about it we figured out the supplements I needed being a vegan vegetarian but I also got a lot of lashback at home for being that um, I'd be criticized all the time for not but I loved being vegan vegetarian because everybody in my house they would have food in the fridge that had meat or dairy in it um and I couldn't eat that so I would have to be mindful with all my meals I would have to make all my meals by myself and it made me very mindful of the food that I was putting in my body besides the food not being always the best quality and the nutrients that I needed at least I was being very mindful and intentional with the food that I was putting in and so I loved that stage I would post all the time on my Instagram the food that I was eating and my meals always looked so bright and colorful and delicious and they were god they were always so good and then um I started having like my first panic attacks and I grew up with a mother that was like you need to eat protein when you don't feel good um because it'll help stabilize your blood sugar and that's something they do live by because when we eat a lot of sugar our insulin levels and cortisol levels fluctuate also I'm not a nurse or any practitioners this is just my knowledge from my body and um I would feel like crap so then when I started having panic attacks, my nervous system was dysregulated. I was like, well, I cannot afford having my blood sugar, my cortisol levels just spiking up and down eating, you know, carbs and sugar because carbs do turn into sugar and there's nothing against eating carbs. Do what you want, you know? Um, and so I started eating just a lot more meat. Um, and then the only meat I started eating, incorporating back, I think the first time I ever ate meat was organ jerky. And some people that might be like, what the hell is that? Basically, it's like beef. Um, it's cow, heart, liver, um, and other parts. Like the part of the cow that's not used, you can go to like farmers and ask for that. And it's actually really, really sustainable and ethical because if you're going to eat meat, you might as well incorporate more of the animal, even though it's very taboo in the United States to do so. But those parts of the animal are really really good and if not they're just thrown in the trash and like what's the point of eating a cow if we're not gonna be mindful of the rest of the you know the body um just like indigenous practices when they eat and they kill animals they're very mindful and they pray over the body and then they use every ounce of the animal and i'm like amen like that's exactly what we need to be doing to be more mindful and ethical about the meat that we are eating and then so i started eating organ jerky and then i finally ate my first burger and i ate a little bit of meat that week and then um my mom eats um calf liver um from a local butcher and so I started eating um like cooked liver which is really really high in b12 trying to get all my b12 back into my body and my body felt good liver tastes disgusting it sounds just as bad as it it tastes just as bad as it sounds that's all I gotta say um but I do recommend anybody just try it once in this lifetime a lot of old people are like literally grew up on liver and onions and I used to always hear my family talk about it like my grandfather my mom because my parents are boomers and my grandparents are old and I'd be like yeah I know and then one day I got tricked into eating it and then I was like you know what I want vitamins um and not having to take so many supplements I started eating that so then I incorporated meat and then 
uh, my nervous system was so unregulated that we found out the keto diet may be able to help. So the past few months, I've been on the keto diet. And the one thing about the keto diet is it's very controversial. I think it was pretty beneficial, except there's not much creativity with the meals. Um, your body has to adjust. You have to go into ketosis. Sometimes it causes headaches or stomach issues. Um, I was having some gut and intestine issues because I wasn't quite doing it correctly. It's very particular in me. Um, I have a really hard time with being put into a box, especially with like having things be a certain way. I will like throw a fit. I cannot, like school was so hard for me because I was so regulated in everything I could do. And even like a job, God, that's difficult for me to just like accept that I have to do things a certain way because sometimes if I don't have creative freedom, it makes me feel like I'm going crazy. And to some people, that might be like, well, that's part of life. And I'm like, no. Like, if you think it's part of life, you were denying yourself so many more possibilities and you were like going to condemn yourself so much more. Um, sometimes you do have to take those kind of jobs or go to school and get through, you know. But after that, be mindful of how and why and all that stuff. Um, so anyhow... That was a bad thing about the keto diet. And then I would be criticized all the time. Like, oh, you're not in ketosis or you're not doing this. Or even like during COVID, I could only eat between, oh, I don't like saying that word. I might get flagged. Crap. Anyhow, um, I could only eat between 8 um, p.m. and noon the next day. Like my parents were like, if you're going to be home all the time, you have to eat in this certain time. And then I was always forced to like intermittent fast and um gosh I also struggle with binge eating I don't have bulimia I don't puke from eating but I will eat until I feel like I'm nauseous because that's my way of regulating my nervous system because when I was younger I never knew when my next meal was going to be I talked about that in the last episode and um so now that transfers to my relationship with food now so I'm getting to that point after all this dieting talk and um so i was and like even sometimes I would want to eat peppers because it was sweet and then I'd be criticized like oh you have such a sweet tooth like you have so many problems and then god I have just such a response to food and in my household it was such a hard thing always being criticized about what I ate and I just did not like that but then when I would like try to sneak food I'd be in trouble and when I would just like not sneak it but just do it because I wanted to I'd be even more in trouble so no matter what I did, I was getting in trouble for what I was eating and not eating correctly and always being criticized. Um, and so now I'm, I've, I'm almost here for about a month. I, I've been here for almost a month. Not, I'm trying to find my words. I've been here for just about a month. Um, and I was like doing things with my friend and her family and they were going out and buying all these good foods. Oh my God, just smelled good. You know, I wanted to taste them. Basically just like, all the time um like just practically drooling over this food and just being like oh I just want to eat it um so it had to be frustrating sometimes to just have to say oh I can't eat what you're eating and I have to find something else out or we have to do something that's for me too like I'm allowed to take up space but sometimes it was just frustrating so I was like trying to figure that out so last week I decided no more dieting I'm not at home I can do dog outside inside my friend's grandfathers are talking and now there's a dog outside good thing this is a casual podcast because there's always background noise maybe not 
Maybe this microphone might tune some stuff out or I might just have to whisper outside. Um, but so I decided, eh, I'm going to eat whatever the fuck I want. But that, with that comes my binge eating again, because now that I'm not condoned to what I can or cannot eat, um, because off the foods, the foods that I was eating before didn't taste that good. So I didn't want to sit there and eat. I would just like eat because it was medicine. It was surviving and now I have all this food I can eat that's in the pantry and the fridge that all tastes so good and I'm not controlled on what I can or cannot. So now I have uncontrollable eating and that and there's no criticism there if you struggle with that too. There's no criticism towards myself. I love that about myself. It's allowed, it's valid, it's a trauma response. But with that makes me feel like shit because my body I was always bloated and I feel heavy and tired because I'll eat until I feel sick because I just want to eat all the good foods and because I have a fear somebody else is going to eat the foods and I won't have a chance to uh, try them like as a child and so um, I'll just like sit there and binge the food like I said and it's just so I'm trying to find the balance between things because even yesterday I made cookies I've just been like binging the cookies in the kitchen and they don't even like hit that hit that good of a spot it's just there's cookies and I can eat them now and I haven't been able to eat cookies for a few months and all these things so just like talking about food trauma it's such a delicate deliberate but also very common thing for us to have you know these weird connections with the food that we put in our body and food is supposed to be about survivability but now with capitalism we have every flavor under the sun of what we can try and put on our taste buds and our human mouth it feels so good to try all these different things that just taste so good and so trying to find that balance of being mindful also something that I was talking to my holistic doctor about is I was just like I often binge food and she's like that's also a vagus nerve thing so if you don't know polyvagal theory I highly suggest you look it up but the vagus nerve is the longest nerve in our body and it regulates our nervous system and so when the vagus nerve is like out of control per se your whole nervous system is going to be shocked and that's where anxiety alarm comes from that's where depression comes from that's where you are irritable and angry all the time that's a dysregulated nervous system that is your vagus nerve is not being taken care of but for me my addiction is food people will you know be addicted to nicotine or to alcohol or to drugs or to sex or to porn or whatever the thing is mine is food and often sometimes people have an addiction and I criticize them and then recently I've just been like thinking like who am I to judge when I have an addiction too like if there was AA for people with like food addictions it would I would be there and um so observing like they can't help it that's their way of regulating their nervous system so who am I to judge when I do that exact same thing and so that observation too has been really really potent and once that I can observe that I do eat for comfort and I do eat because I'm uncomfortable then I can take a step back before I binge something and I'm I can just say okay well how can I oh my gosh now there's dogs fighting (laughs) um how can I drop into my body before I just do this thing where it might be harmful to me 
um and even though it might feel so good and i might regulate my nervous system from eating food until i don't feel good because pain is grounding to me uh how can i sit in this uncomfortability or have this conversation i don't want to have or do whatever instead and oftentimes i just give in and i'm just like you know what i couldn't set with that and i have you can't judge yourself for that that shame do not let that monster grow just say okay yep i needed to do that and i'll try different approach next time and i'll also go through these periods that oh the sun just came out and it's so warm um where i'll like what's the words that i'm looking for i will be able to drop in and those weeks I don't want to eat anything like I just don't have an appetite I'll I'll go until I'm absolutely starving and my stomach hurts so it's like there's such a balance sometimes our emotions are also really heavy where we just can't eat so it's finding that balance too and not having criticism again for how we need to handle how we feel and our approach with food and the big saying is we're not like we eat to survive not survive to eat like we're not here to eat we're here to survive and our food is there to survive and it's a miracle that we even get all these different flavors to put on our taste buds and so being grateful too and saying wow i actually get the opportunity to try all these foods maybe one point in my life i didn't or maybe there'll be another period of my life where i won't like i'm in a third world country and all i have is like something random like rice and beans to eat and i want so badly to have like a bag of like cheddar potato chips or whatever and we're just craving that and in the moment if we can just acknowledge and say oh i'm so grateful for my taste buds right now i can eat all this stuff that's in this pantry or this fridge that the next moment that we might not have that it's okay we said we enjoyed it in the moment and i was talking to my friend this morning we're off to the gym and i ate a cookie before leaving the the same cookies i've been eating all day today and I said, oh my god, I've been choking on food so much. Like yesterday I choked on water, the day before that I choked on something, this morning I choked on a cookie, I've been choking on water like every time I drink it, I don't know what's happening. And she's like, are you being mindful when you eat? And I said, oh no, I'm not doing that. And she's, we kind of came to the conclusion that's the reason why I've been choking on food is because I'll like scarf down something or I'll drink water super, super quick without being mindful of why and how it feels in my body and oftentimes we'll also get ailments in our bodies when we're not giving our body attention um like my body's been so bloated the past few days also i'm supposed to start my period so that could also be it um definitely as a contributor 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 (laughs) and um also being okay with that because i know right before my period i'll eat anything under the sun and I will eat and eat and eat because my body just like often our ancestors when we were on our period we were in survival mode um in this capitalistic patriarchy state um women are in fight or flight when they're on their period and my body probably knows that feeling pretty well now that it's just like after having a period for how many years I'm 19 seven years my body's just like holy crap we need to prepare for this battle we're about to go into and often we all have cramps too and that's not normal and so our body's preparing ourselves for like food storage for this pain that we're going to be enduring 
So it's like, why do we have so much criticism over ourselves for all these little human things that are addictions, but they're okay too. Like we can't be hard on ourselves, but realize that they're not the healthiest thing. Um, and so just progressively just, you know, witness them and yeah, that's this podcast episode. (laughs) There's another dog. They're all just speaking today. I wonder what they have to say. Dang, there's like three of them. I really don't even know if you guys can hear this. (laughs) Anyhow. And animals are so lovely. So lots of gratitude, lots of our observations and just a lot, you know, and that like just reiterating to yourself that all is welcome and I'm allowed to show up in whatever form that I need to just to survive. So anyhow, let's get loud again. So I'm going to end this, but I love you and I thank you for showing up and for being you.